0: What would you say you do here?
1: You shut your mouth when you're talking to me.
0: No more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. This
2: man sucks. It reminds me of my friend Andrew. What? What's? uh, Oh, when Harry met Sally. Yeah, because I know that he and I saw this movie together in a theater. Did you go on a date with a man to see uh, When I Harry did. Met Sally? I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Right and, on. Uh, I mean, it was the 80s. Uh, Kimber, what, let's see what year that was. So I know exactly who. 89. Yeah. let see. So it was right before I moved to South Carolina. And I probably wasn't. I'm sure I wasn't dating anybody then. That's why I went. If, if you were dating someone then and you didn't go see When Harry Met Sally Think of with that them. conversation after you got home. Yeah. What did you do? Went with Andrew to see uh, When Harry Met Sally. What? What? And not me? Why not? Like, yeah. <laughs> or are the women supposed to go with their girlfriends to see when this movie? Or how does it? How is, I think do you... the cool appeal of when Harry met Sally is that anybody can appreciate it. Right. Anybody who's been in a, uh, in, a in a relationship, it's uh, like I've seen. You know, it's like I came out in nineteen eighty nine. I was eight years old. I and it's and it's been on TV and you know right. Sunday afternoon TNT and shit like that. But. It was only until probably in my mid twenties before I could really appreciate when Harry met Sally. I've been in a couple failed relationships, and it was just like Jesus. Oh, this is Billy Crystal. He speaks the truth. And Meg Ryan is a national treasure. And we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but the thing was, we've talked about it some more, and uh, so now it's, it's kind of play, we're playing little clips in There's, the background automatically. It's not this. streaming fucking anywhere. Get it together, Castle Rock Entertainment. Like it's not. You can buy it. You can buy it. Mm-hmm. But they want YouTube wants seventeen dollars, Amazon like fourteen ninety nine or something like that, and like. And I know I own it somewhere in a big box somewhere. Which to me, if you own it, you should be able to prove that somehow and be right. able to stream it wherever. But anyway, right. uh, oh god, the like everything about the movie. It's like they say that the perfect movie doesn't exist, but when Harry met Sally's pretty fucking close. It's got Princess Leia. It has fucking the yep. dude from. And City I forgot Slickers. about that until I saw her again. I went, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Yeah, it's so, uh, and she's brilliant in this too because she's a she knows dialogue. Yep. Um so you anyway, it reminds my friend uh, Andrew, which was also brought up last episode I believe because he was the one that went with me to see Cornell West. Right. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh and I told you I was uh, texting him and I I said cuz he he was driving around his <laughs> Porsche and he wasn't reading it and I said, "Hey man, remember when we went and saw I said I just heard uh, on the Rogan podcast Cornell West was on there. Remember when we went and saw uh Cornell or saw him, I can't remember what I said at Kennesaw State University back in 86 or something, whatever it was. And then, so I'm shopping and uh, I look at my phone. And he goes, I remember seeing him in Kennesaw. I'm going, God, did I make this whole thing up? I told Joe that I saw, <laughs> when I saw Cornell West and met him in a small room and shook his hand and had conversations after. I'm going, I'm lo- I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm I've I, officially lost, I it. lost it. I am lost it. I got to stop blown doing a gasket. everything. <laughs> And and well, yeah, we did. It. He goes, no, we didn't. Goes, dude, I don't remember. Rogan never came to. Did come to? UK? Rogan came. I'm going, dude. Cornell West. Oh yeah. Joe Rogan is younger than you guys. I know by, by so, a little bit. So like, we'll, he, he would. Yes, we're gonna go see him. Joe Rogan might have gone to Kennesaw State, but he wasn't speaking unless he was talking to like hitting on a girl. It's not, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cornell West. Right. Jesus, Andrew. So anyway, I said, so that reminds me, I said, I think it was your idea. And he goes, yeah, it probably was. And I said, if I recall, it was a small room. He goes, ah, maybe you said about 30. I so I think it maybe held 50. I said, but it wasn't full. Was he goes, no, it wasn't full. And and I said, didn't we talk to him after? He goes, oh yeah, we talked to him afterwards. And he goes, you can kind of tell um, in his mind, in my friend's mind, because this was right when Cornell was really active and getting arrested and you know, he's kind of a not kind of an activist or especially back then. He is that an you activist, know yeah. in, to keep in mind this is in Cobb County, Georgia. He's at this university thing with pretty much all white people. And here we are, these two white males and we're talking to him, probably about some political stuff, but we're not really cited on at that moment. So my friend goes, I can kinda of tell he was oh God, a couple of white dudes, here we go, talking about this again or something. He says, but I said, I told him at that point, I said, yeah, he's kind of softened up quite a bit. He's more philosophical now than political. That's what it felt like to me. That's what I, that's what I gathered from it. Too. Yeah. So, and that was a cool, a cool episode. I want to go spend fall in New York city sometime. See if I can find me a Sally. I want to spend winter. I want to spend Christmas in Ireland. Why? Cause it's Ireland and Christmas and they, all the little towns really decorate up really cool oh, and okay. all that kind of right. shit. Get to know. Like, I mean, go there a couple weeks ahead of time. Get to know the people as the crazy American dude that's here to spend Christmas. In Ireland. Oh look, there's a Captain Whack Job. <laughs> that's exactly. <laughs> that's first class, Major Whack Job, sir. Right. And and then usually Irish people aren't really. They're not known to shy away from political conversations. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> and, and then follow on by making bombs. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh. Wow. Harkens back to the one of the greatest things I ever saw it was at the Timeout Tavern. The former bartender there, Polly, from Ireland, and he said uh, somebody asked for some Irish car bombs. Off season, by the way, not St. Patty's Day. It's never acceptable to order an Irish car bomb, but it's especially unacceptable the other 364 days it's, of the year. It's fewer acceptable. Yeah, fewer acceptable. It's f- <laughs> shit. <laughs> and some drunk guys like, "Can I get uh, three Irish car bombs?" And he goes, "You know where I'm from." We don't call them Irish car bombs. We call them 9 <laughs> Oh, yeah. Trying to throw it back on it. Yeah. yeah. I think he didn't say 9 I think he said September 11th. Okay. So there was no confusion between the car and the date. Yeah. And the guy was like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? He goes, yeah, a lot more people died in Ireland from Irish car bombs than ever died in your goddamn World Trade Center. It's rude. You shouldn't ask for that. And I was like, Huh? Oh, God. And, of course, that guy looks like a fucking rugby player. He looks like a rugby player that may have served time for murdering somebody. I'm not saying he did any of those things, but that's what he looks like. Or that it was wrong. Yeah, Yeah, right? (laughs) Or that it's wrong that he is in rugby. He's a rugby player sentenced to 25 years to life because he murdered somebody on the rugby field. Pitch. There's probably a lot but of anyway. uh, if they go to court and there's judges there, it's probably hard to get because the judges are going to be siding with one team or another, right? So they have to be objective about how they rule. They come down on this. Like, right. uh, uh, well, this you murdered these guys, but they just really he's like, ah, they were running with their heads down. That's what they get, right? And they're with uh, you know Manchester United. So what the fuck? I mean, oh, that's a that's a soccer team. I, know. I can't believe you did that. I know. That's a soccer, but I'm, I'm trying to trying to. It's a sport. and It's a ball. Go sports ball. <laughs> obviously you're a fan of the sec <laughs> shout out to charlie <laughs> oh god i told him one time just trying to get under his skin i told him the sec was a bunch of cowards and he's like how fucking dare you say that i'm like charlie come on most of the guys they're playing the sec they, don't, they couldn't spell coward let alone know what it means it's not like they're gonna get mad and then he couldn't he's like he couldn't get mad at me anymore right oh the diner scene the other diner scene Meg Ryan could shave her head and she would so be beautiful. So he's talking right. about Sheldon. She goes, "I've had to play with who?" Folks, you have to understand. Shell, Pum- Shell Gordon. <laughs> you have not had good sex with Shell Gordon. You have not had good sex with Why? Shell Gordon. You want you want taxes? Sheldon man. root canal. Then Sheldon guy. You did not <laughs> humping and pumping is not humping It's not, not Sheldon' strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it You know what we should do We should do a When Harry Met Sally edition Other than this Edition, edition of Cartoon <laughs> Casual Where we just get The script And do a table read But you and I Have to do the voices Of everybody And we'll flip a coin To see who is to Fake the orgasm of everybody the diner. Or Can't we have yeah. someone Come in like a female person Why that's true, it'd be funny if it was just us. I think it would be funny if it was just us. Or we get all male, like a, like a, like Shakespeare. Like Shakespeare, you know, Shakespearean. Sure. It was a, they didn't have women, they just had all men they were any all the black actors. actors. We get if someone were black, they could come in and do blackface. Mm, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> it's only a radio show. It's not even a radio show. Wow, did you just call our oh <laughs> see, you're getting old, Paul? I, like, knew, I knew it was getting old. Are you guys on the talkie? <laughs> what frequency are you on? Oh god, I haven't asked that in a while. Her, most, most people have been coming lately they, they go, oh what you're doing a podcast. Yeah, so that's somewhat shifted. Wow, somehow. that's a hell of a shift because it yeah. used to be uh What station are you on? When do you guys broadcast? When where can I listen to you? Yeah. What well, do you have a smartphone? A what? Yeah. Meg can, Ryan the, the this fucking movie is so good. I like now all I want to do is go and watch it. I'm going to before I do anything. Right tonight I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna download this movie so I can watch oh, it by folks tonight. it's unusual it's Friday late morning it is late, late morning? it might be afternoon, oh, it's early oh, it's afternoon. the afternoon 12 26 in the afternoon so I have this deal now where we're off like um one Friday per month you are uh are you're, you're for your business your employees correct not us and it's this Yeah we're not I'm enough. off every Friday So we had yeah. breakfast this morning and I said you know what? gotta go and record again So here we are Friday afternoon Early afternoon All ramped up on good coffee Yep And it's gonna be first Friday So by the time you hear this It's first Friday's already happened Bruno Kirby's up on the screen He's like e- Deep in my heart and soul I know I'm funny oh, this is a baby Doing baby talk With the uh, With the uh, She so just keeps Charades r- or whatever <laughs> They're playing charades And she just keeps and He's going Yes sir That's my baby that's, No sir Don't mean maybe No sir don't Baby mean. spinning up baby Exorcist baby <laughs> Arrow baby Native American baby Because <laughs> she keeps drawing And like redrawing the arrow And pointing to the baby's mouth Baby talk he goes, he goes Baby talk Goes, That's not a phrase And he goes And baby fish mouth Is sweeping the nation <laughs> Sweeping the nation Oh, so many good one liners in this. The whole movie is just one long one liner and yep. it's perfect. It's now, kind of like the comedy you, of tombstone in a way. It's kind of like a very uh, quotable. Very yeah. quotable. Yeah. In fact, I would put this up against Tombstone. Now w- that's talking about he goes, I can't believe she's dating. It. Isn't she kind of young, Aunt Emily? Yeah, but she's done so much. Well, like what? Or or, or yeah, but she makes oh no. How's it go? She goes, Yeah, but look at the what the the dessert she makes. She goes, oh my gosh. She goes, Aunt Emily is Aunt Emily, like Aunt Emily's pies, yeah, or something like the that. The Emily, Aunt Emily, is Emily's pie, yeah. yeah. Is Aunt Emily? What I love about this is that that you know, we've got the scenes going on, like little clips, oh, yeah. and Paul knows all the dialogue, folks. Oh, yeah. Like he knows everything. I've seen it a few times, but it's been years. The wagon wheel coffee <laughs> so table. Goes, oh yes. Oh yeah. Emily's great. Yeah, but she's a little bit young. Uh, what do you mean? Well, the other day I asked her, you know, where she was when uh when Kennedy was shot, and she said, Ted Kennedy was shot." <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is one of the things I do love about this movie. Is like it's there's capturing certain moments in fashion with Bruno Kirby with his cut off jean shorts at the knee, it was horrible. And, horrible, and and cut off sweatshirt sleeves, sleeves at the elbow. but the sleeves like just below the elbow, which yeah. is terrible. Yeah. It was like you look like a giant box, sir. Yeah. Oh God. He, Billy Crystal just like I don't care about this fucking wagon wheel table. Can okay, we need to stop talking about this movie? No, we don't. This is one of the greatest things ever. Oh, I'm sorry. I let you vent for 90 fucking minutes about Tesla. Vent about Tesla? Yeah, you I wasn't really <laughs> venting. It was jabber Some Sub- of Anyway, way? asked me a uh, a uh, couple of our people that have listened to that episode already said, "Man, you beat me to it. I haven't driven a Tesla yet and I listened to your episode and it was I said, "Yeah, it's hard to describe. I'm hopefully I was coherent because I was so excited about talking about it." It. it you were kind of like a three-year-old describing like his brand new toy truck, and, it's like, <laughs> and then it has, and then there's lights, and then but you can't do, but no, you can do the latter, but then and then the lights died, and I needed batteries, but 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 but, right. but then my dad gave me more batteries, and I charged up, and then Tommy and I drove it fast. And then not sister comes along and steals it, mom. and, and then sister did it, the, and then but then but then I. But you and then he got in trouble and so did she. And now I still have my truck and it has new batteries and it's great. And it's a Model 3. (laughs) The end. That's what that last. That's that's it was kind of like the episode. I stretched it out a little bit longer than you, but like pretty much that's what it sounded like. And I get it because I'll probably be like that, too. It'll be like, uh, remember when we saw uh, not uh, it was interracial. Yeah. Uh, Interstellar. uh, Interstellar. We saw Interstellar and I just walked out of the theater. Didn't say a word. Yeah, you were got in the truck. You and were, we were you are in your refractory period. I was. It was bad. Oh God! I'm like Jesus Christ. I was just sitting there in the truck, and we got about I don't know, maybe a mile or two away from the theater. And you're like, Joe's just silent over here. You all right, buddy? I'm like, I just can't put it into words. That's probably what will happen when I drive a Tesla the first time. It, it it's uh. Tr- we're not going to go. I mean, we're not talking about hard Tesla. hard to describe. But it's just things you get excited about, you know. Yeah. To, so speaking of, I'm very excited because today something happened. And 28 days from now, something else is going to happen. It's Wait, a big 28 deal. days? 28 days happened. from now, something happens. It's a woman's cycles in 28 days. I'm not yeah. talking about a moon sickness and okay. no moon cycles here. Okay. Although that is kind of funny, no. Tw- something happened in 28 days from now. And, and then something else is going to happen 28 days from now. So today, yeah. one of my favorite bands of all time. Which I've been meaning to bring this up to you, and now I'm going to do it while to get this. Yes, it was the nitty gritty dirt bands. <laughs> One of your favorite bands of all time is going to do what at midnight today? Oh. To, like earlier this this t- this day, Something twelve is hours dropping. ago. They are finally on streaming media. Oh, it's Tool. Oh, I, I remember we we brought this up. We talked about this earlier. They no. j- d- did I did I. No, what happened was he was on Rogan and he talked about. It. Maynard, remember he was yeah. on there live, going and yep. Joe was kind of making fun of him, like, "What are you doing?" Like, no, I'm I'm tweeting out the name of the the new album on your show at the same time I'm recording it, and yeah. So it, what what was funny is the Joe joke, was kind of giving him shit about it. Well, yeah, of course. Well, it's been so that's the thing. The background is Tool's one of my favorite bands. Um, so I read a review of one of their albums one time and convinced my stepdad to buy me a one like he like I convinced I convinced my mom to buy it for me but it was through I was like kind of went to him and I was like hey what do you think about this and it was um uh Anima is the, with the enema whatever however you want to pronounce it right it was about 96 I think it was and the review that I read in Rolling Stone was like Tool has officially become the rush of the 90s because they do a lot of complicated shit and they're not they at that point they'd only put out one album prior to that and it was just mind bogglingly I I hate complex to say thing like about that. rush like that but I can see why they would say that Absolutely and if you if you ever if you just pick apart and if you if you know enough about theory and then you go and pick apart a band, yeah, a lot of bands are very rudimentary and that's fine. That's what we like. We like four four time da, da, yeah. da. but then you get into more complex shit like that. Tool's not. And tool is not rudimentary. Certainly is fucking. They, wasn't. And right. And so that's where that comes from, is that yeah. like they I mean, you look at um virtuosic bassist, rush and tool. Mm-hmm. Virtuosic drummer, rush and tool. Mm-hmm um drummer that also does other things as far as like other other things like soundscapes and and also um uh, various other uh like visual media stuff neil pert was known for doing stuff like that mm-hmm. danny Carey does that too he worked in special effects for years and all it does all their anyway so that having been said when i, I my stepdad was like oh I, I'll, I'll pay 15 dollars just to hear this and then he was like wow these guys are out there yeah so my stepfather was in you know he was in marching band for years he was in concert band for years he was also in drum and bugle corps he took music theory like he's very knowledgeable when it comes to those things and he can pick things out and even th- things that even i like i would listen to that album over and over and over and over again became a huge fan well they haven't come out with an album since 2006 it's been 13 years and they've teased it into this and that it was like imagine kids born that year are hitting puberty Like that, like that's how long that they've been teasing this shit. And finally it's, it comes out on August 30th. But the other big reveal was that because for the longest time, those guys are album. They're like, they're, they're like, uh, they're, they're focused on the entire theme of an album. They don't like the idea of singles. Like Rush or Pink Floyd. Like Rush and Pink Floyd. All the greats are like that. And they're, and Tool is one of the last holdouts. to be. And that's why they were doing that, I believe. That's exactly So we don't want anybody to break it up. We We want it to be the whole thing. But at some point, like the, like, Honestly, did you did you hear what Maynard said like on um, on that interview yes. with Rogan? Why he said it? Uh, he said somebody brought up to a point to him. It took years, but they brought it up to him. Like he said, you know, we're an album based band and we want it play in its entirety. And they're like, oh yeah, like you guys do at your shows. Oh, ouch! And he's like, I he said I was at my little bar. And like Cantina in Cottonwood, Arizona, a little tiny <laughs> and no, nowhere. and someone me. said that to me and that and streaming music has been around for 15 years and I never even thought about it. Yeah. Never thought about it like that. Yeah. So I talked to the other guys in the band and they're like, shit, <laughs> shit. shit," <laughs> So that's what spurned them on to do it. They're like, well, we, we pick and choose what songs we play live. Yeah. So why can't they pick and choose what songs they listen to in their vehicle? And I'm like, Fuck, it's funny that it took that long in some sort of simple argument. It's pretty kind of ballsy for a customer to be in his place talking to Maynard at about that and go, yeah, you mean like you guys do your album You when you go live? Right. I can't <laughs> even imagine. I think, it's, I think it's funny as hell. Sure. And I'm really happy. Yeah. I own all that stuff. I've actually purchased those. Like, I have those CDs. I have them ripped to my phone and everything. But it's just nice to be able – I feel like maybe more people – excuse me, more people can now access I'm going to stuff. I'm gonna have to fly into Cottonwood and see if I can pick out, see if he has an airplane there he, I, I I don't think he does. He always talks about flying out of Phoenix because okay. he likes the drive to and from. Ah, so. Awesome. Okay. It's like a – he says it's a driving to the airport in Phoenix from Jerome. Like from his – or from – Not he, that far away. He doesn't really, live in it? – Jer- yeah, It's like hour and an hour and a half probably because uh, there's no quick way, way, way to get there. No. Um, driving from his house in a, like I think it's Page Springs is what his was okay. area yeah. Yeah. or Cornville. Same same difference, like little tiny areas. But he said that the drive from there to Phoenix gets him prepared for all the bullshit he has to deal with when he leaves Phoenix and to wherever mm-hmm. he's going, whether he's going on tour or meet and greet is going to LA or doing whatever. It's not a bad and then, thought. And yeah. then the way the drive back lets him kind of get back into the mode of being back where he feels like he should be. Right. Uh oh. Who is this? We both got it. It's funny. Jeremiah just sent us this link. That band is the band that I was just watching on Lollapalooza that's playing live. Oh, that's why he's probably – because he probably is listening to it now himself. Who is on this uh, this group text of ours? Uh, it's Jeremiah and Mike and you and myself. Oh, that's it. Okay, got it. Never mind. I, I couldn't see the last person. Now we're texting. That's why see that's why he sent it to us because this this band is playing. That's cool. Anyway. Yeah, it's called the Nude Party, and they are really good. Nude, nude, sleep in the nude. Another band I just discovered uh, is Sir Sly, S I R Space S L Y. Really good, the s- low key, down tempo, dancey kind of trip hop stuff, which is just right up my fucking alley, and I. It was not even 45 seconds of a song I heard, and I went straight to Amazon and bought their album just got it yesterday and listened to it twice yesterday. So good. Anyway, yeah, the Tool thing is just really nice because I think it's – there's – they get lumped in with a bunch of different bands, and they're not anything like any of those bands, just like Rush. No, they're they're more – I mean, there's a lot of stoner dudes that like Tool, but I think a lot of people – there are is a large group that don't really understand. I, I think it's what you're saying here. Is, is how kind of complex they are, and how much they are really so in, much so. into it. Like yeah. they have a song. They have a song off of one of their albums from uh, 2001 that is based off of the Fibonacci sequence. Oh God! No shit. And then yeah. if you if you don't know, you you think you listen to the song, you're like, this is a weird. It's a weird song, It, like slowly kind of speeds up, and then it slowly gets to the da 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 da. And which when is- you pick it apart. You can hear when you know one, one, two, three, five, so on and so forth, and you know, you know. When you know the Fibonacci sequence, then you can and listen to it, and you just sit back and go, "Holy!" And I'm pretty sure fuck, everything there, makes sense I'm, now. I'm pretty sure there's a couple of chunks of music out of some older Rush albums that do the same thing. I'm sure. I have no if, doubt. If I recall, no doubt. and uh, I was going to say, so, oh, did you? There was a Rush. Um, it's on Netflix. Special on Netflix. Or something? There's a, there's a special of Rush. Yeah, it's like something limelight or something like that not yeah limelight. it came uh, out not that it's long something ago. like that have you seen it yeah okay uh they talked about of course neil you know pert came up with most of the uh, of of the lyrics very right. complicated lyrics you know and and i think the mainly reason because because they didn't you know uh, alex lifeson and uh and uh getty lee just didn't take up that they, they were playing but pert just kind of did it he said he just started running with it So now they're starting to read these lyrics and they're going, "Oh my god!" Because it's not just—it's not repetitive. It's not—it's a entire story. Every line is different. Fucking way, just whacked out shit. Like I love that you can go back to the seventies. Yeah. And listen to a song called The Trees, and it's about the Ents in fucking yeah. uh, in Middle Earth. Right. Which, to me, are the most badass creatures in all of Middle Earth because they're trees that decide, nah, we're kind of done with this, and then they fight and fucking kill a bunch but, of people. And and, but in the trees, they're, whatever, yeah. they're, they're fighting each other, but then at the very end, I think the last line is, but, but now and now the trees are all kept equal by hatchet, axe, and saw. No, it's they were fighting amongst each other but now someone else says, all right like, no, we, we got this we we're can take. We, we keep you yeah <laughs> yeah but there's also a line in there it's like the old adage is that uh uh well he's one of us because a handle's made out of wood i don't <laughs> yeah. know the exact word but you know the oh point. i'm talking I see about well, that yeah and gone, it's like yeah yeah uh no he's safe he's one of us his handle's made out of right. out of wood and they're like yeah but he's the, the axe or whatever yeah, yeah. Fucking Rush. But so, yeah, tools like that with these ridiculously deep lyrics. Oh, yeah. And weird time signatures. Yes, yes, And key signatures. Like, they just do weird shit. The people are like, what the fuck? Now, yeah. I'm not trying to suck those guys' dick that hard, but I, it's a band. you got to stroke it a little bit at the base. Well, there's very few bands. I'm going to fucking pay attention to the shaft and the balls. And I might even, like, curl under and do what I like to call right. feller style is where I just, like, put just, a pinky on the and, taint. And lick the tip a little bit. Yeah, just like. And when I'm done, I'll go. <laughs> it's like a little kiss, just a little, little kiss, right on the hole. Oh my God! Wow, hole. It's good when Harry tool met and hole when Harry met Paul. Hole. This is a joke, right? Hole should be opening up for Tool. Oh God, that's an old oh, Ellen DeGeneres old joke. joke. From, is it really? Yeah, from like 20 years ago. She's like, oh, yeah, it's like uh, uh, uh Tool nine inch nails and MC Hammer are going on tour together, We're calling it the Home Depot tour. <laughs> Like that fucking shit. <laughs> that's why Ellen is amazing. She's people. very funny. And if you agree with me, you can go fuck yourself with a rake. Yep. Anyway, uh, I heard a funny f- uh, phrase the other day. I'd never heard this before. Have you ever heard of heard of somebody being called a titty baby? With somebody who's being such a baby that they're still breastfeeding—that's oh, okay. a titty baby. Well, sense, I heard totally. Mike Hinman said that one time. And I, was, I hadn't, I'd never heard that. But that was a long time ago. <laughs> I heard <laughs> I I saw somebody make a comment. Eh, towards someone who may or may not be some sort of a right wing type. And they told her like, man, what's up with you guys calling everybody snowflakes two years ago, but now you guys are all a bunch of piss babies. It's true. And it's I was true. like, oh my God, what's a piss baby? So I Googled it. I couldn't find anything. So then I just, I'm, I chimed in and it was like, what's a piss baby? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and, and all he commented was like the emoji with the, like the finger pointing straight up. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that guy's a piss baby. Okay. Yeah. And then I got a message from this person because I didn't even know them. Like the piss baby is a is a a, such a little baby that they're still pissing their pants. I'm like, is anything like a titty baby? Goes, no, a titty baby is just a hungry baby. They're just doing that. But a piss baby is just being an asshole by pissing everywhere. Yeah, I'm like, that's very common. It's so (laughs) yes, as as you know, as as we know. Anyway. Tool, yeah. all their albums, everything on Spotify, Apple Music, fucking everywhere, new album. I, I used to listen to it, and this is going to – when it came out, you know, and then the song Sober, I I, I bought – I had to – I think that's that was the cause of me – upgrading one of my systems and one of my vehicles years ago that's another i, was, th- I need a stronger punch when it's when they, when he hits the fucking guitar dun, Abs- I, I want yeah. shit to shake and my earbrums to pop and i think i succeeded at some you should point. see him live i've seen him live yeah. twice and it's like a fucking religious experience i can imagine that i, I and i saw them live with somebody w- w- the second time with a guy who told me he said the only show he's ever seen that was more impressive visually and, and 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 from an audio standpoint was uh Depeche mode, and he said Depeche mode really was like going to it, he said it was like going to a rally, but luckily you believe in what they're they're rallying people for That's what the Depeche mode show felt. Wasn't felt like. wasn't you that was telling me that uh tool uh, uh, compares themselves or someone compares them or the, to their their show and their experience is similar to Pink Floyd? yes. I think it was you that told me that. Very very similar. And yeah. and other people say that too. Okay. Uh they're so the music videos that they've made for their songs are not meant to be played on TV, although they got played on TV and have been and mm-hmm. still are. Uh, they're meant to be played behind them on a giant screen while they, which is Pink play, Floyd, which is totally Pink Floyd. I mean, all the documentaries about Pink Floyd years ago, it's like the, it the, it was about the music, not the people. It, it was about the show, the that's, show and that's yeah. how that's how Tool is, and that's like at, at any time. I, I've only ever seen Tool twice, and both times their frontman uh, Maynard Keenan is not out front there he's yeah. he's kind of in the background now it's certain he's somewhere doing something right at, the idea yeah. is that we're making music pay attention to what we put on up here yeah and you know one of the guys in the band works special effects in hollywood for years and One of, one of them worked on jurassic park like he wow. was a visual effects guy yeah like kind of makes sense though and he's the guy that does all their videos <laughs> okay and okay. if you have you ever seen any yes of tools tools videos? videos are pretty pretty out there pretty, yeah pretty it's like salvador dolly painting come yep. to life yep um, which is exactly what they're going for. And they just, I don't know, they're, they're again one of my favorite bands, but I can tell you there's a reason why they've stuck with me all these years. I shouldn't say the reason why. You know how you, you there's stuff that you listen to when you were younger that you just don't really listen to anymore. Sure. But there's certain mainstays Pink Floyd, Rush, The mm-hmm, Who. Mm-hmm. They stay with you. Mm-hmm. Tool has been one of those where every single album that's come out, I mean, their, their, their first album came out when I was 12. Right, that was uh, that was uh, undertow, which is what you're talking about. That's yep. with um, sober opiate. Oh God, I think, I think it it's undertow. An, I think undertow, it undertow. Sober on it. yeah, opiate's an EP. So yeah, uh, undertow, enema, which I've got on it, a CD somewhere in a box around here too. So. Probably next to when Harry met Sally. Probably, Probably like, right They're just sitting right on top of each other. They're like, like they're begging like, to be played they're together. Like, they're like they're like rubbing chins. Wouldn't it be cool if they? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool <laughs> if those uh, two things, like those two albums, synced up, like the the album and the movie, kind of like Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> <laughs> they're doing it. What if they weren't really synced up ever, but right now they are because they're in a box. And then what if it slowly evolves into that and then and then it, and then it kind of happens in the universe and then someone discovers it a year from now and goes, holy shit, this is. But it wasn't up to that point. All right, folks. So Paul's discovered psilocybin mushrooms. <laughs> what if I forgot to tell, if, tell you, hey man, what if the universe <laughs> made when Harry met Sally and tools first full length album undertow? sync up just because they've been sitting next to each other in a in, crate in my in a box and storage in my facility yes that is uh that is <laughs> we should consult some people on this i, I don't want to talk mushrooms joe i don't need what is, the yeah, mushrooms. you're like you're you're drinking out of a salvador dolly mug that i got you well you got it, it's your it, fault it, sh- it fucking should say <laughs> I don't do drugs. I am drugs, which is a quote <laughs> from Salvador Dali, which is fucking perfect. Which I'm still pretty sure he did drugs. That was what year was that? Was that quote made? That's pretty fucking badass. Uh, pro, uh, I don't know. He did. He died. I think he made it to the 70s. I think is when he died. So maybe. it was probably in the 40s, 50s. and He made this. Yeah. We we'll have to find that out. I don't do drugs. It kind of reminds me of, I and I'm drugs. I'm still blown away by this line. Joe's gonna knock my attention to me now, so I've got. I am. I got go ahead. by by the Johnny Cash Folsom Prison Blues. Um, when he says, and this was done in the 50s, right? The, 60s. I'm sure it wasn't late 50s? Late 60s. 68, I think, is when he was at Folsom Prison. I'm That's sorry. not true, because he was recording at Sun Records when he recorded the song, maybe not this song. Hold on. Okay, what? Did, not the song Folsom Prison. I shot him in in Reno just to watch him die. What's that song? It's not Folsom that's Prison. That's Folsom Prison Blues. Yeah, but he recorded that, I thought, in the 50s at... N- oh, he may have, but I thought you were talking about when he was recording at Folsom Prison. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, because no, that was song January 13th, 1968. I'm like, don't fuck with me when that, it comes to that, Johnny that's Cash. No, 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 that's not what I meant. You mean recording the song, yes, not recording sorry. a concert. I'm sorry, sorry. sorry. So that's still that was in the 50s then, right? Mid-50s. When they had all yeah. the stupid you know, conservative stuff on the radio when they're looking for something, a new yeah. sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he goes in. You remember in the movie when he's in there recording it? And he, and he said, you got something. Let's pronounce, you're, you're, you're dying in a ditch. And that's the and, last and song. that's, that's what, or you, or you got something else. Who was that guy? What's that guy's name? Oh, Sun Records. Oh, Sun Records, uh, the, the, the head of, uh, I can't remember, the true, the real guy. Okay. Anyway, so... Think about the time this was, and they're kind of a Christian group, and we're in Tennessee recording this. Big deal. Yeah. Big deal. And the line comes up, I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. That, to me, that's why he's like how the outlaw fucking country guy. Absolutely. In the 50s? He was the beginning of it. In the 50s? I don't... Jesus, I didn't know. It was exactly in the middle of... It's like almost dead center in the middle of the fifties of July thirtieth, nineteen fifty five. Right. So it doesn't get much more middle of the fifties okay, than that. But still it Bully blew- damn, that's a that's a huge deal. I have chills right now, I'm telling you right now, just thinking about this, how early that was and how badass yeah. and risky that was for him to say that in nineteen in Americana, nineteen fifties, leave it to beaver, fucking yeah. whatever. And Which just goes to show you, it was it was it was only the good old days for a handful, like a select few people. <laughs> uh, most people, most people resonated with that. Yeah, they weren't like, oh my stars, I can't believe that. Right, and clutching their pearls. Yeah, I'm sure some people did. So that's kind of badass. But I, I do love the lead up to uh, what was the guy's name with Sun Records? People are screaming right now, throwing their last. Sam shooting. Sam oh s- Sam Goody. Why, what were you pointing at? I was pointing at them. It's the scene where they're doing the wave, he's like, a "Mr. Oh, Mr. Don't fuck with Mr. Mr. Zero, Zero New, <laughs> and I swear that looks like the guy sitting below them was uh, he? It looks like uh, Joey Diaz. A balloon hanging from your mouth. That's what he's doing. You know? Balloon hanging from your mouth. When you was, this, when was this? Was good? Anyway, fucking such a good movie. Anyway, so the, yeah, so that's that's pretty badass, and that's that. Those are the those are the uh, the the disruptors, right? Just, that's that's what makes. That's evolution in everything. What about the line... uh, What song is that from? I know it's from Live at Folsom Prison Blues. I'm just trying to... I took a sniff of cocaine and I shot her down. Oh, yeah. Uh, Like that... Oh, yeah. That that being played on the fucking country charts blows my mind alongside... I don't know. Yeah. Tammy Wynette or some shit. Yeah. Uh, Which explains definitely why my grandfather loved listening to... I mean, he loved Johnny Cash to a point where it was like... Weird... Like, he would he would crack off jokes. My grandfather... Like, alongside like Glenn like, Campbell at the, the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, Glenn Campbell was all... He was kind of an outlaw guy, right? Well, yeah. A little bit. Uh, it, it was, but it, not all songs that he was playing on the radio normally. Right. Would be is. But then there nope. was... Uh, My gramps would say shit like, uh, you know, me and Johnny are going to take a trip back east. And I'm like... It was Johnny like Johnny Cash cuz he would just do nothing but drive from Tucson and to Ohio to listen to Johnny Cash the whole fucking way. <laughs> Chain smoked cigarettes in his Astro van. He bought this <laughs> toward the tail end of the 90s, he bought a, an Astro van. It was like a conversion top where they cut the top and made it, it a little taller sure. and all that so he could sleep in it on the way. And he would go and he would just sometimes he's like I'm going to take the southern route. So he would take I-10 all the way across to Mobile and then cut north. Mhm. He would do that in the wintertime so he didn't have to drive through as much weather like the Rockies or anything like that. And I, and he would listen. He was like, "We're listening to Johnny on the way there, and Johnny paycheck on the way back." It's like, "Oh Jesus Christ, cramps!" But think about this line again. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna. I am belaboring the point. But I'm not please, gonna belabor be, the point. You please should, belabor. Please. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please belabor this point. <laughs> Go ahead. But then there's the gangster rap stuff, which is out there. Of course, we're talking about killing cops and stuff. But think how many years later that was. So in the 50s, Johnny's shooting a man just to watch him die. right? But then it took all the way up to, you know, late 80s, 90s, whatever, to get to some really nasty lyrics again. That yeah, but white. you, you had to dig a little further. I think you were just not experiencing it. And I'm looking at it at a lens of going back. You know, where I can listen to basically any music that was ever made recorded ever. I can basically sure. find it somewhere online. You didn't have those advantages until just recently. So, like, there's a lot of stuff in the seventies. A lot of seventies uh funk and soul and R and B stuff that stuff that normal people didn't listen to unless you were from the hood mm-hmm. or you got lucky and you were living in an inner city. Uh like a lot of Curtis Mayfield, holy shit, there's a lot of stuff. Mr. Pusherman. Yeah. Oh. Or, yeah. Like okay. I'm just waiting for the man that was late that was well but that's thinly veiled that's it is the, veiled the, and so it, so veiled, was like, the american blues early early blues stuff mississippi blues all that was all about sex and it, it was metaphor yeah, and it was all some of it so yeah it, most of it that we all are familiar with was de- but if you read it, it's like this is all just about banging chicks uh led know? zeppelin's the lemon song yeah jesus christ squeeze my lemon <laughs> until the juice runs down my leg <laughs> Uh, what's that? Which about? was from clearly? That, it's about making sweet tea. Wait, wasn't that a remake or a remake? Wasn't yeah kind of a cover from uh, absolutely a Robert Johnson? Yeah, I think, or something? It's a, I think I think you might be right on that one. It yeah. probably is a lot of the a lot. What did he write? Twenty five songs. Not many were recorded. Uh, I think 22 twenty two songs or or something. made it to recording. Yeah, Robert Johnson's twenty plus songs or whatever that he did was are the foundation. It's one it. of the most influential bits of data in the history of humanity. Yep, because there is like each one you can hear almost a different style of, of something that branched off of that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, uh, oh, God, Lou Reed, uh, 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 The Velvet Underground. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, that album, the one with the banana, mm-hmm. you know, that Andy Warhol did. Yep. They say that Velvet Underground uh, put that out. They only sold 5,000 copies, but every single person that bought that started a band. Oh, that's right, and I mean, every single before, person. Yeah. That's how influential it was, and and Robert Johnson going back to that. But yeah, you're right. Well, you saw you, that. You had to wait until way, way later in like on the t- Not way later. Like timeline of history, it's right. really not that big of a deal. But in the 20th century, you, you know, in 1955, and and, and, then, shooting a and then you listen to uh, and then you listen to um, a lot of the like Fog Hat, for example. And some of their songs were just direct rip offs or not rip-offs, they probably, people knew if you did research from the American blues, early black blues guitar players. In the Miss, Mississippi Delta area. And uh, and it's, uh, and Rolling Stones, of course, admit it and talk about it openly. That's their, that's where their music comes from. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it, period. End of story. I know they've all been in there on, uh, on, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Um, um, walkabouts or whatever going in the American blues. I guarantee they've taken bus little trips all around Mississippi Absolutely. Delta and stuff to check out all this area. So, it's fantastic. It really is. Mm. Let's take um, a break. Wait, wait, hold on real quick. I was gonna say, you, you've seen the Robert Johnson. Yes. Uh, sh- uh, watch it twice. It was super yeah. interesting. And then they, uh, then they, um, um, there was parts in there, and then I'll then shut up, about them saying that it was known where people would, <clears throat> musicians would come to his place because then they started to hear where he was and sit close to watch what he was doing, how he's creating this music. And then and he would turn around or he would make sure they couldn't see what he was doing because they wanted to know how he got that sound out of his guitar because it was so badass back then yeah he figured out a way to make it kind of sound distorted yeah distorted and then and then i think he they said he had another string like a seven string guitar somewhere i think i heard that i think i remember that too anyway now we can take a break oh can we can we We well we don't have to okay let's take a break we'll be back folks (laughs) thought we couldn't go any deeper into when harry met sally <laughs> we've been absent from the microphone for about how long about an hour all we're doing the entire hour except for joe going to the bathroom is on youtube going through all the fucking movie clips <laughs> when harry met sally now we're talking about the director now we're talking now, about how great the movie is well, now we're talking about how it was written <laughs> And now there's a video on that's like anatomy of a script or something like that. It's like we're getting really fucking deep in it, but it really is. It's an American classic. It's a it's a it's a, it's a. it's a. it's a. It is a perfect movie. There's not a single flaw in When Harry Met Sally. If the if you're okay with the Jews running the whole movie, well, you know, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I, don't know. I just I I'm just trying to think of what it's like to be really a dumbass. And just to have these statements, yep. I'm trying to get these statements to fit and be okay with me when I say them. <laughs> Paul was definitely talking about something, and he's like, "Well, this is where an ignorant, like an ignoramus, would would blame the this or blame the that." And I was like, "He's you said one racial slur in context, being like acting like one of those people, and then you said." Do you His, want to just say Hispanic. the line? you want to say the line? No, I kind of don't because I don't want it to get out there because I don't want that clip to be there. Ooh, call the cops. There, it's there, already there. out there. Ooh, call the cops. It's already out there. Now we can't stop quoting When Harry Met Sally. Let's see what's going to happen uh, tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go home and watch it before we go out for first Friday. I'll be like, if you guys uh, understand really and truly get the, deep into the brilliance of When Harry Met Sally, and people are like, oh, Christ. The deep second and tertiary depths. <laughs> The nuances of when Harry met Sally. What? So good. What's wrong with you guys? I mean, part of the comic relief is Meg Ryan's hair getting bigger and bigger in every single scene. It does, yeah. <laughs> and her just like not commenting on the fact she pulls out the giant can of Aquanet from under the baseboards <laughs> of her little tiny car, <laughs> sprays her fucking hair down and puts it. <laughs> like everything in it is really funny. It is very, very that. Funny. And that line is like the that you have repeated before is is perfect when he's describing said uh, Sally. Say it, the chef, the chef line. Oh, see, so Shallia Sally's O'Shea, a way of, of ordering, um, ordering off the menu that even the chef didn't know how good it could be. Oh man, because <laughs> that just, I mean, I've definitely been with, been around people that were like that. Right. Also, you know, my ex, uh, Alex. Well, you're she- kind of like that, but not really. What? I, I would. You're gonna have to take the onions out and the and the bell peppers out. If there's any raisins, I would. I don't want those either. Right. Mushrooms, they leave those away. do you want to go down this fucking rabbit hole game am i missing am i missing anything am i missing any vegetables yes you're missing the fuck off (laughs) first off that's what you're missing no you're what you're missing is the context i wouldn't go to a nice sit down dinner and and have, have them change what they're doing right when i have the option like how i want my eggs right or I'm not going to go someplace and order a Philly cheesesteak and have them omit the the grilled, the grilled peppers and the onions. I'm and just the, not going to order a the fucking cheesesteak. Cheese and the cheese. Yeah. It's like, the so you want a steak sandwich? No, I want a Philly cheesesteak, but I want a minus the bell peppers and minus the onions. <laughs> Fuck off. That's not me. I don't do that. I'm also not like the stove. And remember when he tried to order a well-done ribeye? And I just said, that's not happening. Please I, make it medium rare. I, I can't remember where we were. We were at Matina's. We were all, it was the four, four or five of us at Matina's. Oh, yeah, I think I was in shock also when I heard that. And, and he's like, yeah, I'll have, uh, I'll have the, uh wasn't the Sinatra. I can't remember what the, the ribeye, whatever the ribeye is yeah. that they have the name for. And he's like, I'm the ribeye. And like, how do you want to cook? Uh, well done. And we all just kind of, it was like New York City, like those old fucking right. paste picante sauce things. We all just kind of looked at him and I was like, no, Steve, that's not, no. Medium rare, please. But but does that mean he's always had his meat well done? Well, yeah, because he comes he he's influenced by the his his parents' generation, <sighs> who was just like I don't know why I don't get that I've never understood that like that's you're that's, doing this can't be a generational thing because my well, my parents are a little bit younger than than his but not right. that much younger and I've never been a medium well or to well kind of guy. Yeah, but I mean, you kind of you, your folks are. Sophisticates, like the little oh. little more sophisticated I'm not saying that Steve's dad built a hooverville or anything I'm I'm just <laughs> saying he like he he like is all with the uh he probably I, I got he, it like one of his I, and and it could just be not knowing like cuz right. i didn't know until maybe 4 or 5 years ago that it might grow eats, some people out right they might go oh my god this is flesh i'm eating and i needs to be really cooked in a, in their, Which is fine and i mean yeah. you can eat a steak raw like it yeah you ever had steak tartare oh i love steak tartare fuck you' kidding me? It's like fucking cow ceviche. If, it's so goddamn good. If you we are ever at a restaurant and it's on the menu, and I didn't know it was on the menu, like if you if we're all there in a small group and we're opening up the menu, and I see it, I'm just warning you now. Just be prepared for what's going to happen. It's uh, I'm just going to lose it because I'm going to. You're going to order how? Well, no, I'm going to lo- I'm going to I'm going to probably scream and going to scare people in the restaurant. Because they're gonna ha- they're gonna have it. I'm gonna really? be ordering oh it. Oh my fucking god! Oh my god! It's steak tartare! They have steak tartare here. Oh god. <laughs> yes, sir. We we know that it's our restaurant. You're like turn around to the poor couple behind you is just celebrating their anniversary. Like, did you know they have steak tartare? <laughs> and they're like, yes. That's why we've been coming here for 35 years. Actually, thank you, thank you, Mr. Gaines. I'm just gonna start do- it's like a cartoon, like the Tasmanian Devil. I'm gonna be spinning around in the restaurant, and I'm gonna be <laughs> knocking shit
0: over. <laughs>
2: I'm just letting you. I'm letting you know. I'm giving you just warning. Just dumping whole plates of food into your gullet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! So fucking funny. Oh god! You know what I should do is just make steak tartare. Yeah, I think. I, um, I, I mean, I, I'm sure it's pretty easy. It's I, easier I, than making regular. Oh, steak. one of the big references in a movie was uh, the movie Wall Street when uh, when they were having the meeting when when I think that Gordon Gecko finally brought in. Uh, Bud Fox, the perfect name of the movie, right? Budding Fox. He's yeah, young. yeah, yeah. And and they go to a restaurant, a tavern on the Green, I believe it is, in New York City. Speaking of New York City, and uh, and he gives them a check for a million dollars, and he said he kind of before he leaves he goes uh order the steak tartare. It's off the menu, but so and so will make it for you. And <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how many people have gone to tavern on the Green and ordered steak tartare. Right, and then the the last scene, or the last shot of that scene is a top view when the waiter sets it down you see the egg the raw egg on top mm. of the steak tartare. and he just kind of looks at it and kind of licks his lips or something because now he has a million dollar check he has with him it, and Gordon gecko just wrote yeah and the steak tartare at Tavern on the Green which is off the menu <laughs> and it's just the whole the whole life thing, just ev- everything at that about point. that is just bougie as fuck <laughs> yes it is I want to go back to Tavern on the Green because I could only when I, when I I was stranded I was stranded in Newark. Mm -hmm. um i think it was at oh three oh two i was 21 21 or 22 something like that Mm -hmm. and i was flying to ohio and i took a cheap flight so i could fly from vegas to newark and then two what was supposed to be a two-hour layover ended up being a little like 26 hours or something i was stuck in newark Mm -hmm. and by the time i Got to, uh, you know, but by the time I there's a bunch of other people delayed, by the time I got there and land, I got a chance to go and say, Hey, what are you going to give me for free? They the only thing that they had left were meal vouchers and, uh, and, and, uh, a train, like a uh, 24 hour subway pass a uh-huh. train pass. So I took the train into the city. I'd never really been in New York City before, uh, not for any length of time anyway, and got to kind of walk around and explore. And, uh, I'm trying to, you know, Era before smartphones, yeah. uh and I'm trying to figure out uh what like what I should do in the ten or twelve hours I have before I should be back at the airport and maybe sure. get some sleep that night or something. And so I ended up going. I went to Tavern on the Green, but I didn't have very much money. I just did. I wasn't. It doesn't really work. It doesn't work very well to be in <laughs> Manhattan. Yeah. What I still went there, and yeah. I was able to afford one beer and a, uh, a hot pastrami on rye. Okay. And it was fantastic. It was yeah. great. I mean, even later on, like the my dinner, I did it the, as cheap as humanly possible. Like I had these like, I was like, man, it's 530 in the morning. I wonder if I can make it into the city and make it to breakfast at Tiffany's. That's not <laughs> something you get to. You can't just walk up and be like, yeah, f- can I have one? And they're going to be like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> no, thank you. But I did like I made it to over to Grace Papaya. Oh, nice. and I had a had a hot dog. Yeah, That was a, a couple hot dogs and, you know, whatever. That was like that was my my kind of New York experience. But Tavern on the Green was really cool because it's so historical and it wasn't like it's famous but it's, it wasn't I mean then I don't know about now because they closed down for three or four years yeah um, maybe five years and they just re reopened I think last year or the year before and it uh, I don't know it was it that was cool to be able to go there and do that but anyway back for to the, for those of you that have not been to New York City it's been a year since I well I say eight no, I didn't say a year I mean years since I've been there I've been there several times I guess but it's it's uh it's very difficult if you haven't been there before not to look like a tourist and just look up at the miles of freaking buildings that are it, it's, all taller than anything you've seen. Yes. And it just goes on and on and on. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, it it to me it was uh it was a bit much. Yeah. It I well it just it reminded me of being at a at like an outdoor like uh like festival style concert. Yeah. That just Instead of having say fifty thousand people, it was five million people. Yeah, and no one is friendly. So you know that. Eh, yeah, well they're they're busy put uh, it that way. Yeah, yeah. No, maybe not, not. No one's friendly. You, you think that they're just being dicks, but really they are being helpful. It's just like the, their affect. All right. And I, I, they got shit going on. They do like have that. shit going on, yeah. and you're in their fucking way. And they like yeah. the like the, the city already has too many people. Right. And they act like it, and that's fine. So whatever. During the day, there during the midday hours, uh, and if this if it's not a cloudy day, there's still an amazing amount of sunlight on the streets and that kind of stuff. You don't want to know why, because years ago, I didn't have a chance to answer. But you know, if you you probably don't know, explain that again. Say that again. Repeat that. I'm asking. So if you're during in New York City during the midday hours ish, you know, late late morning to mid afternoon, you would think it's all these tall buildings would be totally blocking out the sun from wherever and all these, you know, it'd be a lot less sunny than it is, but it's still kind of sunny during, during the day. And, uh, I didn't know this. I was watching some movie on or some show on design or the history of New York or some damn thing, because somebody while back figured out that this is going to be really dark and kind of gloomy if we have all these tall buildings and we don't do this right. So most of them, almost all of them are very tapered near the top of course and they do that and it's It's not not for just the looks of it you know it was it's to let more sunlight in in. down in this canyon of buildings yeah because otherwise it's gonna look like fucking tokyo yeah tokyo's got a bunch of big blocky buildings now they've got you know spires and and tapered tops but right yeah like whenever i think of like oh i don't know uh cyberpunk type of like futuristic shit like uh well anything cyberpunk but like well the jesus christ uh harris, harris f- f- what movie is that oh the uh, help uh, me out what's the, it called the uh, the uh the one where he's K- fucking killing me uh, did the fucking soundtrack uh help we just fall. saw this there's a new version just came out another movie version just came out right yeah right this it takes the, place in the future we watched it here we actually watched it here at the hangar <laughs> this is what uh, happens when we overcaffeinate and under educate uh, Blade Runner. Thank you. You think of any future Blade Runner, The Matrix, things like that? What that that shit's all. Tokyo already looks like that at night, yep. and then during the day, whenever it's a, just a little bit cloudy, everything's all blocky and blocks out the fucking sun. So down on the street, you don't hardly get any sunlight. So that's smart that uh, that they did. I didn't know that that was by design. I thought that was like an uh, it was like it just just happened. a side effect of yeah. design. So that's what I heard. That's cool. Not, I didn't hear from some rumor. I was watching a show and they were talking about it. There's also uh, several spots throughout the year on specific dates mm-hmm. where you get where the sun lines up. Mm-hmm. Uh, down, a, uh, down, yeah, a down a very specific street. And uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson calls it like, what is it called? It, New York Hinge? No, it calls it something like that. It's a, It's something along those lines. And there's specific dates, and you can go to specific points, and when the sun rises or sets or that whole day, it's only – it's lined up on that street, mm. and it's sunny on that entire street the whole day. Nice. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was watching uh, – I was on a uh, Musk binge on YouTube yesterday, and uh, there's a clip on there, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson likes Musk a lot. Yeah. He says he's, he's probably the most important person in the world right now, in his opinion. I think he kind of more or less pointed that out because yeah. of uh, of what he's doing with his money. Again, he's kind of like a he's not a Batman guy fighting crime, but he's actually more futuristic thinking of stuff. He's thinking of projects. He's thinking of going to Mars. Thinking of getting off of uh, uh, carbon based fuels. Well, he's a pure capitalist too. That's the yeah. thing. Like he's got all a lot of ideas that people try to shoot holes in mm-hmm. and say, well, it's fucking future futuristic." Uh, socialism, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, man, that guy is a fucking capitalist as they come. Right. He's worth – I don't even know what he's worth anymore. So it's not – I feel like it fluctuates He's today. a billionaire, but it's not like one of the upper billionaires. He's not Bezos billionaire. Right. He's yeah. Not double B. Bezos billionaire. I, so I, they were stopping DeGrasse Tyson in New York City somewhere. They were asking him because they knew he was kind of a Musk fan. This must have happened right after he was on Rogan smoking weed. And they said, oh, what do you think? About? And he kind of laughed. He kind of looked at him and goes, really? He goes – Stop picking on the man. He goes, he's trying to do this, this, and this. He goes, let him smoke some weed. Let him get high. Right. Well, you know, he's trying to go to space. Someone just makes some, sp- he's trying to go to space. He should, should we be able to smoke weed on on a spacecraft. He went, probably not. If you're working on something important, you might not want to be smoking weed. Might do something wrong. But, but have a room in the spacecraft. You can go get high. Who cares? Yeah. So like your chill room. Right. It's like or play, something. play space pool and that little fucking chess game from uh, from Star Wars. And, right. And then you can get, fucking wasted but it's kind of cool to see him saying who the fuck cares i mean really yeah like of all things you're worried about that and that's what that's what right. shit like that is holding us back well a lot of these and people would use that i bet some would use that as excuse some really really conservative and i don't mean necessarily republican but conservative people go well i'm never gonna buy a tesla because he smokes weed, and he's like, I, I bet you some people have actually said that. <laughs> I can almost guarantee. I bet his Tesla's not powered by electricity; it's powered by the devil's lettuce. Yep. Oh my god! And they're burning all that weed. <laughs> so. <laughs> <sighs> oh. It's so like the argument is so ridiculous now. Like now, like those people look even worse. They always have looked like a bunch of fucking squares. Right. But and, now and, and, they look really stupid. And I'm out proselytizing on the Tesla now. And uh, and people have... It's amazing to me how many people don't really know what the cars can do. Now, I know all these little small details or little Easter eggs. I don't give a shit about that. But I mean, in general, they don't know... The direction he's going with it, you know, full well, the, autonomy. Those, then it'll park itself. You can summon it. It'll, you know, the, the car recognizes when you get fuel, you just plug it in and then just leave. My, the big selling points for me would be hardly any maintenance. They're relatively maintenance free. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking with my mom about this one time. She goes, I don't understand. Like, what do you mean they're maintenance free? So mom doesn't have an engine. When was the last time you did maintenance on your hair dryer? She's like, what do you mean? I said, do you you ever change the oil? Well, no. Do you ever have to do anything other than plug it in and like hit the button? Well, no, that's it. That's what you got. You've got a big version of the motor that you've got in, in there. That, mm-hmm. uh, literally, that's all it is. But instead of driving a fan to dry your hair in the morning, it's a motor that drives wheels to put you, takes you to work. Now, early on, the first, and, the first couple of years, they did have some issues. I, I looked all that up too. They had some problems with tons of the cars, motor issues. Yeah. But now that's gone, apparently. It's gone like, because they don't have, they use that manufacturer. They make them in house. Yeah. They're wound in house. People like don't everything. know this. They actually make the. I was talking to uh, Mr. Tim Schrider about some of this a while back. Uh, not a while back, about a week or two ago, he was here. And uh, I said, you know, it's going to put this. Will be, if, if Ford is going to, all these companies are going to be doing this because there's fewer parts. You're going to put all these, these companies now are going to have to either start making electric motors or the transmission companies are gone. The engine casters are gone. You know, it's a different thing. And Tesla makes all their shit, most of their shit in-house, like yeah. you said. In that factory where those cars are being scored out, they make the motors right there. yeah, Which is amazing it's absolutely amazing to be able to do it all in-house in one country without doing any sort of shipping. When it comes to delivering, you're delivering from one facility to like to another, to mm-hmm. the person that someone came in and visit me yesterday evening. And I hadn't seen her in a while. She was at Oshkosh and came in and she saw my post on the Tesla when I was back East. And she goes, where well, you going to get one? I said, you're damn right. I'm going to get one. That's just a matter of when. And hopefully sooner than later, you know, I'm just going to kind of figure it out what I'm going to do and which model and all that kind of, and she, um, she she didn't know. She goes, oh, I guess you can go up to Vegas and buy it or something like that. I said, they deliver it to you. I said, right now, I could order it on my iPad or phone. And in a f- handful of days, it'll be delivered here. Because that's how you – I said, yeah, that's how you do it. And they have somebody – the person that – not just that. Like, it's not like Amazon Prime where you come home from work and you're like, oh, cool. I got my my fucking whatever, you yeah. know. Uh, no, it's – you need to set aside an hour or two, because we're going to go over all the different ins and outs. We're going to show you how to do this and mm-hmm. show you how to do that and show this. And like, they all have their spiel. They, the guy delivering it is an expert on Tesla's cause he probably fucking drives one and delivers it all the time and then shows you how to use everything. Right. And uh, ascertains like there's a whole algorithm they've got figured out. It's like, uh, is the person tech savvy? Okay. Do they have a smartphone? Yes. Then we do this. No, they don't encourage them to get a smartphone because that's one of the ways you travel or, or one of the w- ways you navigate through all the different systems with the Tesla, and they teach you all that stuff. Not mm-hmm. only is it delivered, well, but it's, so, they teach you all that stuff. At too, some point, cool. though, they'll be eliminating that, and it's going to be like a Tesla truck delivering a Tesla car autonomously. Oh, my God. <laughs> Think about that. It'll just kind of show up. See, and that's where I start getting a little, like, it uh, gets a little Terminator 2-y for me. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't Terminator know. Terminator 2 I I don't know if I want a oh, robot. Terminator 2 I a Terminator 2 I I don't want a Terminator... <laughs> Excuse me <laughs> now I'm really freaking myself out I don't want I don't I don't know that I want a robot to deliver a robot car. a robot car <laughs> to me who's made out of flesh right because what if I sit in it and then there's just it, the seat is uh, made of knives and, it, know, just and, and just it just slices me up or and thats and it it. just jams up through you yeah like I don't want Teslas to become self-aware right I'm afraid especially since they weigh a lot like a model yeah. s is like, is it like yeah, they're, they're not is it upwards of like six thousand pounds or something there's like there's that. another um, it's the battery i know the batteries are you know but it yeah. also keeps them from there, it there's a new handle. lithium sulfur battery that's coming out now to be in the aircraft they're talking about they say they weigh about half and the energy density is is, is great i've done a little but, research on are that they today. better than the lithium polymer batteries yeah they're saying, they're saying oh, as wow. far as as far as uh, energy density and the weight you know, so this is where this is going. See, people, people are always saying and it's cut off. People have said this, Mr. Trish, this, is, well, it needs to be go, needs to go five hundred miles, and that's going to make the difference. Yeah, everybody's using that as the holy grail. But this conversation, it's funny because the people now that I speak with on a regular basis about this, who don't like it, well, it doesn't do this, doesn't do that, and da da da. da. And I say, you know what? You're the same type of person who. 10 years ago said we will never have a practical electric car or it's going to be 50 years from now. Right. They will not never go over a hundred miles. And that sucks. See that you're the same mentality, but now they can go almost 400, but Oh, that's no good. We got to have to go 500. Okay. So you think that's not going to get there. You really think that Tesla and Musk and those guys <laughs> are just going to sit around going go, go and scratch your belly button. And go. Yep. Guess we're done. Well, people do that though. And then it takes certain pioneers to do it like the Wright brothers. Yeah. You know, they, they, controlled flight whoa what is i thought that it sounded like a it, the it was heavy bass i thought it was a sound system Well, that's not on it's not the yet. uh no it's the it must be an airplane oh because you know of where we're at oh that's right anyway so yeah yeah i i just those people have always done that. They've always, fr- I'm sure they did it to Da Vinci. They did it to Jesus. Like, they're fucking anybody that had revolutionary ideas. They always poke holes in them. And then look what fucking happened. Like, Pat Oswald said, nail that guy to a cross. Yeah, nail yeah, that yeah, guy. Bad. Yeah, I can't have those revolutionary ideas. Nail that guy to a cross. <laughs> and then look what happened. Now you got a whole bunch of followers that right. are the same people that don't, that want to poke holes in revolutionary ideas. And, so, it's a, and it's someone said, a whole said, big fucking backward circle. And someone said, didn't one of those, uh, Tesla's catch on, this is recently now, catch yeah. on fire the other day. I've seen that news. And I said, I didn't, but yeah, it maybe did. I said, but other cars do too. And then I went, I gotta, I've got i got a recall right now in my Ford for I think the brake system has danger of fire. Sweet. Right right now. I said, and she goes, oh, you're right. And then, and then she goes, oh, I got one too for my car for something like that. See, that's my point. Yeah, no shit. You, you're the one that brought this up, and I'm telling you right. And then now you're telling me you've got a recall for your vehicle because of fire danger. What's the difference? None. <laughs> so None. I don't understand. I just don't get this. People are I afraid don't of get it. it. Well, you also have well, you know certain like I know the person you're talking about. Right. They are working on antiquated equipment that's part of their business, so their mindset is stuck in the 1950s. Yeah. I mean, really? No. Yeah. If you want to put get down to brass tacks, it's it's kind of like I, I know people that are my age. I you know just my twenty year class reunion last weekend, right? Right. I know pe- there are people that are there that are my age, and some of them potentially a little bit younger. I'm kind of young in my class, mm-hmm. and they they're around my age, and they act way older, twenty years older. Mm-hmm. They 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 just they don't get it. Well, you can still be like a uh, Iron Man. In the in the movie, whatever, and work on your old hot rod like he was doing in his basement. Absolutely. And and still build Iron Man suits. Yes. So that's the odd thing. You can it's all about mentality. It's right. all about what you want to continue to be into. If you want to stay current, you right. you're going to stay current. You and, do it. And to me You're they're, old as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but it's but I, I joke, but it's true. And like, I also believe that you really shouldn't be, in my opinion, you shouldn't be hundred percent all about new tech only. I think you should give a little bit of at least Recognition or understanding of the history and what's going on and how this works—it gives you just a better base of, of the function of machinery, anyway. I would agree with that hundred you know, percent. So I, I, I think that old, newer people that are into only their internet and iPhones and stuff like that should turn some wrenches and work on a bicycle and maybe a little internal combustion engine, and just kind of see how things go and knowing how things work in like rudimentary things work is a is a stepping stone to understanding other things yeah Uh, that i just i I am so glad i'm kind of bummed that i didn't learn how to work on like engines or anything uh early on but uh someone's here yeah we've got a visitor oh sorry fedex guys on the podcast (laughs) Have a great day. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had somebody interrupt the podcast. Especially if no one t- t- doesn't know what we're doing. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with these assholes? Usually these delivery guys are pretty efficient. Just, whatever's going on. Oh, we could have had an origin here. He was like, okay, guys, someone's going to sign this. He's yeah, you want to join in? He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to clock out for my union break right now. Like, <laughs> tap me in, coach. <laughs> anyway. He yeah, really, you should. It didn't really phase him much. You should, though, no, he? He not even. He's in. just like fucking. I've it a seen a way shit. worse. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
2: it's funny. It's like, some... like in the movie, like a movie Iron Man two, where he's up there getting disassembled, and and uh, uh yeah, Penny like, or whatever. Walks in. Face it, you've seen me in he, worse he, positions. Let's than face this. it, you've seen me. in. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, there's okay, Pornhub. Yeah. I'm looking for really interesting categories now. So. Naked delivery. Oh, okay. Naked delivery. And All it's right. mostly like <clears throat> amateur shot shit like this. This is mm. not professional stuff. This is ordering pizza, Pizza's, whatever. I've it, seen that. And because and it, ha- it happened to me. Women will strip down. Yeah, it happened. It happened exactly. But it was actually during a sex party. And I can't believe you did we talk ch- we fucking, talked yeah, about it. Yeah, we talked about it. You chickened out and you didn't fucking It's not that I chickened out. I was the only fucking guy working. I was the only delivery guy at the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you would have it would have been okay. I love that. I was back with... after I was off work, but Oh, you did? Yes. Oh. Yeah. You didn't say that the last time we talked about it. It was already kind of over at that point though, yeah. So you didn't get to participate? So what happened? I mean those Yes or no, did you get to participate? I did not participate. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. It's too bad. So, but it, yeah, this, she was probably about 30, maybe really hot. And I was like only like, I was 18 or 19. Ooh, like that. stud. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I was like walking around trying to find out where to, in these, you know, whatever. She was okay, come on, you come on this way. And then, and these, these. What, do I have to relive this whole thing? No, man, you don't have to relive the greatest, I was trying the, to, though, the greatest so. mistake you've ever made. No, it's not true. What is but, the greatest but mistake? But what you've happened ever made? what happened was he won't tell. Well, us. I have another I have a I would have gone a little bit different route for my I've done the similar stuff I'm doing now, but with a little addendum to what I'm doing now. Yeah. But anyway, um uh yeah, she came back to my car, which is a Honda Civic blue metallic yuck. Nice. And uh what year was that Civic? Uh, it was seventies. Oh, it, was, it wasn't even a Civic. It was, oh, it was a, a Honda. Honda. It was a CVCC. No, no, it wasn't a. No? Well, it was a CVCV engine, but it was a. I was what? I don't know what year it was. Can't remember. But she was wearing these really tight jeans and this. It was the eighties. She was just wearing jeans. Just call it jeans. Super. Yes, true. It's <laughs> white, white long sleeve button down shirt that's buttoned way down here though, and and just her just boobs were just everywhere. Cool. I mean, they were everywhere. They were all over the universe. They were just... And you were literally starring in a potential porno. Right. So she came... I heard you guys ordered some pizza. Right. So she came came out to my car as I was leaving, and, and, and and my window was down, and she just plants this massive, very seductive fucking kiss, and she was... She was getting a, a little bit older, perfect for my style, you know, brunette, whatever, mm. and it's like, mm-hmm. like medium, to a little bit longer hair. It was like it was just right down the line for me. It was like, it was like someone knew. It's like I'd ordered this. Someone planned this out for me. She ordered the pizza. It was like somebody ordered the perfect brunette. <laughs> right. How are her eyebrows? So she. Oh, I'm getting excited now just thinking <laughs> about it, Joe. I just. I, uh, do I, just I know can't. my friend or do I know my friend? What is this kiss on me? Clavicles? Whatever. For a while. Oh yeah, clavicles, <laughs> distinct. Clavicles, there's no question. I'm telling you, Joe, it was like, it it was like. It was like it was like you know three ball in the corner pocket for me right there just bam with right? no and making and like not even looking like three ball a corner pocket and then looking just, at the person that you're hustling right pow as no you hit I it. got hustled it was the universe was hustling me they have, they didn't know me or who I was or what I wanted but that's what it was It's like I am being fucked with now because she and she lays this kiss on me and then and then kind of leans back out of the car and looks at me and she goes I really want you to come back. You know, before I drove away. It's because you look like Robert Kennedy. <laughs> then I did look at the Kennedys before they got shot. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Like, you ever been so hungover you felt like John F. Kennedy after he was shot? <laughs> oh, my head hurts so bad. That's because you're missing most of it. Anyway, and then I went back to the store and my buddies were there playing hacky sack. Which is basically like a, front of a circle a, jerk. In front of a Domino's. I'm like where are you you've been gone for a while I said you're not gonna believe what just happened and then I just dropped that bomb as I went back in the store because I'm now answering the phone because we're short of people now I'm on the phone or whatever uh oh, that's bullshit duh, duh, yeah, whatever and then they're hacky hacking again the phone rings guess what it's the same chick that's playing the uh, is Paul there I said this is he because I do not know to answer I don't what to say that not this is him I'm just pointing it out Joe that I need how to yes thank you for pointing out that you know more grammar than the rest of us <laughs> Anyway, go so he, on. He said, uh, you, "You were the guy that just came to deliver our pizza to the you know house." I said, I've, "I think I know who this is or what." Yes. Well, we don't order another pizza. We want to make sure that you bring it. You deliver it to us. <laughs> I went, "Okay." Can I hold on just a second. And went, "Yeah." Boom. Went outside and said, "She's on the phone right now." What? You know, they all went crazy. So, and they want me to deliver the pizza. It truly was a. It really was like the beginning of a porno, but no <laughs> oh, You, you, you weren't adventurous enough There was another woman We talked about this before, Another woman that answered naked She was vacuuming She didn't hear the door ring You know, I was ringing the door And I I, I kind of look in I'm going, oh shit There's a woman there vacuuming naked You know I went, okay So I'm looking at the address Make sure it's the right address on the box On this I'm going, okay yeah. Get a little bang, 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 bang And she literally But she wasn't on purpose, I don't think She answered the door totally naked and, and then realized she was naked and freaked the fuck out. Oh, it was weird. She went bad and then ran. And then I guess her boyfriend or husband came to the tour. I went, dude, I don't know. And she goes, no, it's funny. I don't think she even knew she was naked. I went, Oh, okay, cool. Kind of weird. But back to the orgy thing. <laughs> I don't like, I, 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 Oh God. Go ahead. I have so many questions. So you went back and delivered another pizza? Was it was at the end of the shift and you were like kind of clocked out? Because no, I've done that. No, before. my friends though then showed up and, and a couple of them stayed because I was still working. You know, I was still, dude. I was trying to pay through college. You know, I, I needed the fucking job. Yeah, I yeah, no, I get it. I I get it. You get it, but you I don't get it. it. It's fucking lame, but no, I understand. No, like right. I like I'm I'm with you. I'm on. I understand right. why. But in hindsight, it's just like God damn it. So I went and then I went The second time I went in So they invited me to come around back I was in this kind of kitchen area And they the pool yeah. and stuff And there was a bunch of other people there And they were in It was a typical Prototypical thing As you would imagine for an orgy Like a lot of loose Loose clothing and robes mm-hmm. And stuff like that And this dude Who was the, probably his house You know Gave me a pretty big tip He goes Oh yeah, so and so come in here is The other woman that was there too, or another woman that was there, and she gives Paul a nice tip, and she drops her robe, and in front of all these people there, she plants a kiss on me. So where w- w- on the lips? Oh, and it, what did he wear? I maybe she kissed your dick. I don't no, know. Like, no, I just no. Fucking... So and they're all going woo, whatever. And he also gave me twenty bucks, which is like nineteen eighty-two or three. So that was a pretty good tip, you know, for back then. Was there any cocaine? involved? Uh, I didn't see any cocaine ah. at that time. I just, I I admire you sometimes, most of the time I do. And this would be one of those moments where I definitely admire you being able to stick to your guns and knowing the full well you need to pay your way through college. I just happened to be the guy answering the phone and delivering the pizza at the time. Give it anybody else. Yeah, but it was you. That's the thing. Yeah. Just impressive. Just my fucking hats off to you, sir. But the funny thing was, is I don't. Uh, one of my George friends back in in Atlanta was working there then. One of your George friends. A few, a few it's funny because you have a few of them. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I think this story came up. We were reminiscing years ago about it, and I don't think that ever happened at our store. You know, that was the only time. Because that kind of stuff does happen occasionally. I mean, it does happen. Yeah. Well, you get like lonely, the lonely lady type. Right. Um, Which back we, to uh, porn That's what they're talking about doing that. Right. Absolutely. Which is, I mean, if you're a delivery driver, your fucking job sucks. It just does. Yeah. Hands down, period. Now, you can make good money, um, but I remember doing it. I did it at a couple different places at a couple different times in my life, and it fucking sucks. Right. That is a nice gesture to someone to have, the, have someone attractive who's nude and... Answer the door. Yeah. Because I definitely had it happen three times. And it was all three times it was the same lady and all three times it was not the type of person you wanted to see naked. Oh. That I wanted to see naked. I'm yeah, sure somebody I, is into it, I, but I, I never, wasn't. I never saw any people that were naked or partially naked or whatever during my stint there at Domino's that you didn't want to see naked. Oh, good for you. Like, so, it was, it was just lucky. Yeah, very, very lucky. Well, it was also the eighties. It was all coked out and thin. Yeah. So this was for me. It was the early two thousands. And it was during Domino's heyday. It was the thirty minutes towards free. Yeah. Free. Was avoid the Noid? Was that going oh, no, on? We then? had that. We yeah. got a bunch of those little Noid yeah, character little guys, fuckers. It was like a most some of the most annoying commercials of all time. No, they but they work. Up. They work because I remember them now over thirty years later. I remember it was a big joke too about. How fast the Domino's pizza drivers are driving through all these subdivisions? Which Absolutely, we, we were doing that. We were hauling ass because you had to. Because you because well, and who's going to eat the cost? Right. But I remember. I mean, eventually it stopped, right? Because liability did go up. People were killed. People mm-hmm. were killed. Absolutely. from Domino's drivers. Yeah. So, you know, and then they try to block you too. That was the thing. They would try to make sure the only people would order pizza during the biggest rainstorms, during the biggest football games, because they knew we'd be late. Because they'd and know. so they'd end up getting a bunch of free shit. Yep. Yeah. Because I've, if I remember correctly, didn't they in the early '90s when they f- were starting to transition away from it, It was like there was there were blackout times yes. that you couldn't get the thirty minutes yeah. or less. Like that, you know, I mean? like, that was the beginning of and that, that and then yeah. they finally just did away with it because it was like you said, it was, the liability was too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was I was just remembering like all the times that I did that I just showed up to deliver pizza. Like, hey, can you bring it inside and set it down? I'm like, yeah, I guess I can do that. And I just walk into a trailer where I don't want to touch anything. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or, like, once I, – like, I used to – before I went out and – I did I, – I worked at Little Caesars twice. Uh-huh. Once was just as a delivery driver and then, like, dishwasher, or whatever, just kind of whatever they uh-huh. put me on. And then the second time, I didn't really do deliveries. I worked inside and then ended up managing the place. But I, anyway, so I – uh went on a few deliveries when we were short because there was nothing like the pizzas were made. We didn't have any more ordered, but we had 50 that needed to be delivered over the next 45 minutes. And we're mm-hmm. like, fuck, we only have three drivers. So I would go out and, and and do that. And inevitably I would always end up with, I take this back. Let me take a step back. So like every week for probably two or three months, four months, this one lady would order four large pizzas. We we're doing a five for, or you know, $5, you know, hot and ready pizzas, whatever. So it's five dollars. So it was like twenty bucks. She would pay us in quarters. Oh God. So these drivers were complaining about it. Uh two drivers were just bitching about it. She pays in quarters. She barely tips and da da da, 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 da. I'm like, ah it kind of sucks. But she's still paying us paying our wages. You sure. know, like she still it spends the same. Yes, it's paying the ass. Uh and then so like I was like, oh it's uh you know a uh, Sally Quarterpayer or something like that. We would make up last names for her, this mm. one woman. So then I, it was a Sunday night, and she was always ordering on Sundays. And that that was her thing. It was Sunday evening between six and seven. She would order five or four pizzas, or whatever. Okay. So I go to deliver it one time, and I get to her house, and she's like, "Can you do you mind setting it down inside?" And I go inside, and there's like four or five kids in there. None of them look the same. Hmm. And I was like, so I just asked her i'm like you order from us once a week and she's like yeah like i i you know i I apologize and i said you don't you don't have to apologize thank you for the business Mm. and uh you could this woman was not she was she wasn't like shitty or stupid or anything like that like you would think somebody was like being a dick to pay in quarters she was paying in quarters because she would like that she was saving money throughout the week and she was feeding these uh kids they're her grandkids oh jeez yeah. yeah, she had, like, two kids that were, like, one was in jail, one was on drugs. And, and, and so she took the kids, and she couldn't afford it. She wasn't getting paid any fucking money mm-hmm. for these kids. So once a week, she would order four pizzas. They would, she would feed them that meal that night. And then have and a lot of food. F- okay. And have food for the rest of the week. Wow. Hmm. I immediately, f- I still feel like trash. That was t- almost 20 years ago. Yeah. I feel like sh- I feel like shit for ever making fun of her for months because of that. Yeah. Because that's like, she figured out a good way to feed all those kids sure. something not exactly nutritious but it's better than nothing it's better right. than rice and beans and it's probably uh, f- and, fun for the kids or at least right they're like hey run. kids we're getting pizza. pizza we get pizza and then i guess that's she would like uh some nights like she would cut them up into strips and like hit them in a frying pan make them crispy again and then mm-hmm. let them dip them in the kids would dip them in ranch and she came up with these creative ideas to make the pizza last throughout the week right and i was like uh, so i get back to the store and they're like oh would you think about Old fucking Mary Jane quarter payer, whatever. And I'm. Quarter like, pussy. Yeah. It was. <laughs> we said some pretty terrible shit about her. Yeah. And then I'm like, you guys need to understand. this is, I talked to this woman for a few minutes because I had time. I wasn't on a timeline. I wasn't really a delivery driver. So right. that was my last delivery. You're like, oh my God, you and talked so, to the crazy yeah, lady? Yeah, I talked to the crazy lady. I went into her house. Those are her fucking grandkids. All of her, her kids suck. They're off, you know, wherever. And she's taking care of the kids and she doesn't have hardly any money. So that's what. So then. That's when I said, after that, I said, all right, when she orders four, add another one on there. I'll write it off as our family meal or something like right. that. So we did that for well over a year. Right. And she, we had a whole shitload of pizzas eventually that would eventually yeah be ordered wrong or. Yeah, wrong orders and things like that. We had a shitload of pizzas floating around there. It's we like, would do things. All over the place. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. I loved working. Pizza. You get a pizza. You <laughs> get a pizza. Yeah, it's Oprah's pizza joint. <laughs> Look under your seat. It's a week old It's pizza. a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> i i kind of like at the time i hated it but looking back i really loved working it was kinda, it was kind of fun it actually. could it could be fun it, it could absolutely be fun and then all the grab ass that was going on oh it was oh, bad yeah. there were all kinds of parties so oh god and, <laughs> and the walk-in cooler there were a lot of rendezvous in the walk there's cooler definitely rendezvous in the walk-in cooler i oh. witnessed and was a part of in mm-hmm. in, in, in both instances of that um yeah. Oh, so bad. But, and then we would do, we got in deep shit one time because we, we, ran, we ran out of product. And we only got a shipment once a week for certain product. For most things, mm-hmm. right? We only got a shipment once a week. It was on Monday we had, morning. We had a commissary that you could drive to and and get. Our stuff. commissary was North Las Vegas we the, because we were It's not that there close. Were, yeah. there were, <laughs> well, well, there were fourteen. This guy, one guy, owned fourteen Little Caesars, and the thirteen of them were in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and number fourteen was us. Okay. So we were screwed on shit like that. One time we ran out of like moths, ran out of mozzarella, so I had to drive up there with a, mm. with a guy of the truck and then and brought back like you know five hundred pounds or whatever but no that we, we went next door and I said you know what I'm tired of this shit like we have let's make something really good for family meal so I just went and started walking around instead of using our toppings mm. I went and walked around Safeway right next door and just came up with a whole bunch of other yeah. weird. Breakfast sausage and eggs and all sorts of sh- and just made our own pizzas because mm-hmm. cool. it was it was dead as hell and everybody was bored and irritated because they weren't yeah. getting any hours. we did do and- to that too, like in the middle of the afternoon when we were really dead. We'd say the the cool manager that we worked there. We'd say, "Let's just create our own really cool badass different fucking calzones." We'd do that. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's pretty common. We did uh, orgasm wings, yeah, which was kind of a joint creation between myself and a couple other people where we would take the wings and um. Douse them with the vinegar, like the pickling liquid that comes with the the jalapenos, and mm-hmm. put them on that, and then run them through one like half through the oven, and then mm. garlic and this that, 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 that hot sauce, and then run it through one more time, and then run barbecue sauce, and then run through one more time, and they're super crispy, and my mouth is watering just talking about it. So obviously, my delivery stories are different than yours. You go into these bad places, and like, yep. and, I, and I went to an orgies, and then within our delivery area. Because it was on the north side of Atlanta and it was in Cobb County, and it was the Atlanta Country Club. So that was – Oh, Lord. I got to deliver an Atlanta Country Club. Imagine the houses are substantial there and yeah. plenty of money. And one of the guys there uh, was um, one of the founders of uh, Lincoln Arc Welding Equipment. Oh. It, so that was kind of interesting. I mean, they're substandard welders. They're not Hobart uh, from Troy, Ohio. True. but but they, <laughs> but they still had money. Another guy owned the, the tomato company that – that uh, that delivered in I don't know in the southeast or something to to Wendy's and Fuddruckers. Oh, for Christ's sake! You know, so Fuddruckers. It, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's all. But every time I went over to his house, cause like I knew someone else that was living. It was like he was just all he was doing is watching some movies on his big screen TV, which was expensive back then, and and uh, and polishing his golf clubs. That's all he was doing. That's weird.
0: Yeah, it's like hey, was
2: he man, naked? No, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't. I didn't, I didn't see him that long oh okay he might have been naked it doesn't take that long to ascertain if someone's wearing clothes or not <laughs> that's Paul. true so um to Atlanta Country Club they had uh so this kind of a, and that and actually off of that main road down the road was where the orgy thing was so Yeah, this is what happens when you work for Domino's versus Little Caesars. I just I just thought of that. Like that's I'm like, why, why were all of his experiences so positive? And mine were just filled with trailers. But this was back when Domino's was simpler, too. It was the simpler time of Domino's when it was large and small and Cokes. And that was it. Not even Diet Cokes. You're back in my, back in my day. We had Tab Dom- and we liked it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you, you weren't even born yet, hardly. Well, you were five years, when I was doing this, you were several years old. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. But it literally was was large and small and Coke in cans. So You'd easy. You grabbed the Coke. That's it. Yeah. There was no wings, no dessert pizzas, no salads, no no Diet Cokes or other drinks. It was just large, small, and Coke. That's it. Perfect. Yeah. Now, I will say that there was there was one time... That I delivered pizza to a party where I, and it was the end of the night, mm-hmm. and uh, I just kind of didn't care because uh, I also had, no. Never in, mind. I never, I put in my notice. Oh. No, I, I was, I put in like four weeks' notice. I was like, hey, I'm starting, I'm going to start work four at this. Four weeks? Uh, yeah. Well, because my friend was a manager at the time. Oh, okay. He was a friend of mine, a good friend of mine. And, yeah. Like in my wedding, kind of friend of mine there when Porsche was born, friend of mine. Gotcha. And... I I put in my notice. I said, "Listen, I'm getting hired at this company. This is my start date. You know, I'm giving you plenty of notice cuz two weeks, two weeks and then for me to lay two weeks notice and just sit around lay on my ass for two more weeks, that's mm-hmm. not that's it's not fair to my friend who is going to be short staffed and he was just going to have to do my job. Mm-hmm. But uh, I put in my notice and like the next two or three shifts later, I got a call to go to take a delivery for like it was like seven or eight pizzas. It's kind of a big order and I show up and I'm like I hear music and shit so I walk up and there's just people there's people in the yard there's people I can smell weed like there's people drinking and all these people are super young looking Mm -hmm. myself I'm only at that point I think 22 yeah it was 22 it was 2003 so yeah I was 22 and so I just knock on the door knock on there I'm like well there's a party going on fuck this so I open up the door and it's just like Weed, smoke, and alcohol, smell, and bodies. Like, that that the, wow. those three together, that potpourri, mm-hmm. that is fucking a party. And uh, it's just wall-to-wall people with music. And it was like a fucking Dr. Dre video. It was awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, pizza! And they're like, ah, hey, fucking pizza guy's here. Come on in, bro. And uh, at that point, I was like, oh, this is great. So, like, I was the new... Good like I was I was like the new uh, uh like the savior of the party. I was like Jesus walking in. Well yeah, Cause everybody's cause high and drunk and they the pizza s- guy is Jesus. The pizza guy in. kinda is Jesus. You're right. Like <laughs> right. I, I, I shouldn't say kinda he is. Right. Definitely He's like, oh my god, the Messiah. <laughs> so I go in and they're like, Hey man, you want to hang around? It's like the end of the end of your shift or something, right? I'm like, Yeah, hang on. You got a phone I can use? Of course, because I didn't have a cell phone. And uh they're like, yeah, so I go in the back bedroom and I call the store and I was like, Can you clock me out? My buddy's like, "What? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I am delivering to this party. This is gonna be fucking off the hook." And he's like, "Fine, fucking whatever." Because mm-hmm. I had done, I had done all my shit. It was my last delivery of the night. Like, and you were leaving were and dry. I, it wasn't like hundreds of orders. I, or something. No, this yeah. was like ten fifteen when we stopped taking orders at nine forty five. Like yeah. it was done. Like we were over. Yeah. And I'd already done all my dishes and shit. All I would need to do is go back, clock out, and then leave. So like he, I just he clocked out for me. And he goes, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm staying." He goes, "Where's a party?" And I'm like, "You fucking figure it out, bro." I figured it out. <laughs> and uh, that's how I ended up partying with a bunch of high school kids when I was 22. Nice. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I got off the phone. And I walk out and I'm like, well, wait a second. And there was like... <laughs> they were trying to do like an impromptu like stripper oh, okay. competition. Okay. Uh, They had like a, a porch off the side of the trailer like of the back like or off the side <laughs> All these right, trailer, right, right I I have again it's no. just funny the the juxtaposition cuz I I never delivered That's to a trailer because you went for Dominos or a few notches above okay we <laughs> fucking get it Noid. <annoyed. laughs> <God. laughs> you guys are just a few notches up we're and I different, understand We're in a different neighborhood The the well this was you have to understand this was the like two dudes that are still in high school that are 18 and got a trailer Okay That's the cheap shit That you can rent sure. around here Sure You know It just That that it used to be it is, yeah. Almost all of my friends Start off Their first house Out of high school Was a trailer some of them still in high school. Kind of like, better it's than just, an apartment in some ways. Cause, it's cause a lot better because you, yeah. you get a yard. You have a place to park your car that's not under a fucking yeah. carport. Yeah, and they're cheaper. And you like can be, make a little bit more noise in theory. Yeah, you kinda. can have big party. This party didn't get busted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm really glad it didn't get busted because I would have gone to jail. Mm-hmm. So they had the porch was held up by like steel pipe. Okay. Steel strong. Steel strong into <laughs> like a an aluminum kind of awning, mm-hmm. but into the into concrete into the ground. And so these girls were spinning around. Wow, poles that we were doing. Yes, yeah, they, yeah. they were doing the impromptu stripper contest. And I hear some guy go, fucking... Titty contest, and I'm like, oh, what is happening? right I'm still in my Little Caesars gear. I have <laughs> I have a hat and the shitty gray Little Caesars pizza, embroidered polo, pizza. pizza, pizza, with the black <laughs> collar. Like it's, I look and I smell like shit. Right. I smell so bad, but I'm the oh one my who, god! And your cars always smell like because my cars oh, smell like pizza that's, all the time. That's, that's why, why I always awful. drove around. It could it be winter time? I drove around with my windows open because I hated that fucking smell. Yeah. Uh, it took me until probably 10 years before I could eat Little Caesars Pizza, and even then it's not very often. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and I hung out there the rest of the night, and I ended up, oh, God, this is so terrible. <sighs> you end up banging a junior high school girl. No, God, no, Jesus Uh-oh. Christ, no. Okay. No, no, and, and the statute of limitations warn, ran out on that anyway. Like, I, I, I would be honest about that. No, uh, no, they, at some point, they during this, quote, stripper contest, a couple of these girls decided that it was, they were going to, they took it seriously and started actually stripping. What's wrong with that? I didn't realize until one of them was almost completely nude. And that I was like, I realized I had seen a guy that I recognized and I was like, are you so and so? And it was a friend of mine's little brother. He's like, yeah, man, oh. he's fucking it. So I realized they're too young to be doing this. Oh my god, this, about about this is so, and that's hard. when I got uncomfortable. I mean, I gawked a little bit, but I definitely mm-hmm. was like, all right, I'm gonna get out of here. Like, no, oh, pizza guy, pizza, pizza guy, pizza guy, Fucking pizza, pizza. <laughs> and then at some point, the dr- a bunch of drunk guys started calling me Caesar making pizza, delivering pizza. <laughs> called me Caesar. <laughs> started calling me Caesar that's like, never oh, happened Jesus before. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So of course they're feeding the Did Caesar the actually ego. live here? Did, did, did Caesar actually live here? Is this place <laughs> pager friendly? <laughs> My brother Eli mean? asked somebody that when we checked into a hotel in uh, to be funny or serious. He, no, he was so fucking. He was cracking up. No, he was joking. Oh. But he's Eli has that affect where he's no. like he's you know like he can be straight faced mm-hmm. very easily. Pager and, friendly. And, and he's like, is this place um, are they pager friendly? And there, the guy at the link was like, "What? Uh, I guess." <laughs> he's like, "Okay, it's cool. I'll figure it out." I thought they would have heard this or no? Before. I don't know. I don't know how somebody hadn't heard that. Probably only at only at Caesar's Palace. Yeah, probably. maybe. Would, maybe. But they're over all this. Jesus Christ! I'm going to start asking people if the place is pager friendly instead yeah. of Do you guys have Wi Fi? It's like, are you pager friendly? <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, and they're like Caesar. Do you mind come? you you mind going to the store for us? And I knew that was coming. Oh yeah. Because I'm 22, I can buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I did. I went to the store and I bought them a whole bunch of fucking alcohol. Because they handed me like they handed me like 150 dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, let's get a bunch of cases of beer. Yeah. Get this and that. Exactly. Tip out of there. And yeah. oh god damn it. And I did. And came back, and by the time I got back, everyone had their clothes back on, which made me feel a little more comfortable. Why? And then, and why do they have their clothes back on? I, I think the time had passed. Those girls had had they sufficiently the em- boob and, it, butt and Yeah, they, I think they'd sufficiently embarrassed themselves. Okay. Uh, I'm not saying shit like that didn't happen at my party house, which I was reminiscing about with a friend of mine yesterday, mm-hmm. who brought up. She brought up some shit that I had forgotten about because uh, I I said well. I was talking about the yo's. I'm sure you had these guys in your high school. Did you have the guys, excuse me, did you have the the girls who were like my boyfriend's 22 and he's and they're like 16 or 17? Uh yes, it wasn't it wasn't a preponderance of them no no no. like they're like i think they were, they I, in my there, graduating yes. class i can think of only i think two or three yeah but they were real outspoken about having sure. an older boyfriend and I'm like i don't like everybody else is like ooh, wow she must be sophisticated and mature like she's got a college a, guy yeah i got that. a college and all i can think of is like that guy's just shoplifting ass you're not the, his only girlfriend right. in high school i promise you shoplifting the pooty. yeah exactly do you shoplift the pooty. <laughs> shoplift the pooty tank don't you do it jerry jerry mcguire <laughs> shoplift the booty i didn't shoplift the booty anyway <laughs> uh yeah so i'm like i oh, was fucking assholes those guys were such shitheads like being like t- in their early 20s and hanging out with all these high school girls mm-hmm. and she goes so this is Sansi, she grabs her phone and she's like oh, i'm getting a phone call hello pot this is kettle you're black and i was like what the fuck are you talking about she's (laughs) like i was one of those high school girls that's how we became friends i'm like i didn't right i i she thought she had me on one and she's of course saying this in front of antonio at Blackbridge havasu right right and he's like oh she got you man i'm like no she didn't get me you know why because i didn't nail her and i wasn't trying to nail her or any of her friends until they turned at least 18. Right. And that's not how that shit went. I didn't know the high school girls. They were introduced to me by my younger roommate, and he lied I think initially. I, I think I told you I had sex with an underage. You didn't kid. mean to, chick with yeah, with not really. I was substantially older than she was, and I didn't know how old she was. She's, she Ted Kennedy was shot. She she lied also. <laughs> She And that's the thing. She this lied not, this to This was not when I was in high school, you know, and you know what I'm saying? Because could, you can do that easily. This was like last week, right? It like, yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he drives the long way to my house instead of driving oh, past the high school. That's why you just hide everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> this is bad. So I can see your part. Wait, how old was she? 17. And how old are you? I was 33 or 4. Yeah. Seriously, I didn't know I did not know. No, I'm sure you're a moral man. We went out and she looked older and she and we ordered booze and stuff, you know, and, and she and she wasn't really carded. She for fucking some hustled you. God damn. Yeah. And then I, I can't remember how I found out, but I stopped it fucking immediately. I mean, it was like the second that she told me or whatever it was, it was like really? Did you have carnal knowledge of this woman? Uh well, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah cool she was a, she was not happy and i thought she's gonna go home and tell her dad or something yeah. <laughs> and her dad who's your age exactly is gonna be like what the fuck <laughs> exactly that's so i'm going this is this cannot end well i was thinking to myself we i've broken up she's crying upset and she's gone i said this probably isn't over that's what i was thinking about i thought this is this can't but it did it stopped it was it was done Jesus, yeah, I, I, like that—that that would haunt me for a long time. Oh, it did. Like it, it would—it would scare me for a while. I was—I was always watching before I left my house and when I came home, and there was any cars parked down the street. I mean, seriously, I was—I would thought. This oh, I'm is- not worried about her dad. Like, yeah. like well, no, I wouldn't worry about that. I always i would be worried about the police because oh, what you yeah. did was against the law. Right. But it—but it, then again, I don't know. I've heard of court cases where it's like the You know the someone's underage and they lied about it and but how they say, know how can like, you prove that they lied about or didn't lie you know what i mean it's like no they'll admit it the right. person who lied was like yeah i didn't tell him then the judge is like you lied to him mm-hmm. and this and it, and it works out just fine you right. know so it did eventually but uh and i wasn't trying to up your story joe because you were talking about hanging out with high school girls and you were 22 or something but yeah. It's fine. No, it's that was basically the end of it. it was I? I went and bought booze. I like had enough of this high school party, <laughs> and uh, had, I went and got him some booze and came back and probably hung out and had. I think I had a couple couple beers, but then they were starting to get real stupid, like opening up all the windows and 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 blaring the music, and people yeah, got up on the roof and acting yeah. stupid. Like that's how you get fucking busted. That's when I was. That's when old Jobo was like, "Oh, it's eleven thirty. It's time for me to fucking bounce. Yeah, so I don't go to jail. Yeah." Um. It's funny because there's two people that were at that party. One of them, w- one of them, you've met before, and she's one of the girls that was nude, essentially, nude. and dancing. Okay. Because because these people are not that much younger than me. Right. Like it's like at 38, talking, telling the story, it makes me sound like if you put it put me currently into that context, it sounds creepy. Uh-huh. But I was like 21 or 22, and they were like 16, 17. Right. Some of them 18. Um, and now looking back, it's fucking, I'll bring it up every once in a while to her. And she's just like, she'll, I was like, you throw any parties at your house anymore? And she's like, <laughs> Sh- be- shut up, stop. Your my husband will hear you. And I'm like, oh, it's fucking, eh. Everything still look the same. Like, I just, I just want to, <laughs> I want to make it uncomfortable because it's just playful. It's like, uh, it's right. It's, it shouldn't be embarrassing or anything you're ashamed of. It was like, that's what you do in your youth is your uh, reckless? You're a, you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. And you're just acting like full. It's like going skinny dipping. Like just, you shouldn't. Right, You shouldn't be mad about something like that. Like that's I went not... skinny dipping in South Carolina two weeks ago. That's uh, what, hanging out with all your aviation dudes? Well, they were gone at the time. So, oh. Yeah. You went skinny... skinny dipping like you... Uh... That doesn't even count. If you go swing in a pool, no one else is there at all. It doesn't even really count as skinny dipping. It really doesn't. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like what you say, I went skinny dipping. I was in South Carolina. Like, really? Who else was there? Uh, No No, one. Nobody. No one. That's not skinny A bunch of corn all around. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, you were taking a shower. Yeah. No, you were taking a A bath. bath. A bath in a giant bathtub that wasn't hot. Right. Without any soap. Right. That's all you did. Right. So That's I, not, I take back what I claim. Please don't call it skinny dipping because there's a context there, okay? There's right. an expectation of salaciousness, and yeah. there was no salaciousness. I don't appreciate your ruse. Good day, sir. Sorry. Good, I said good I day. I said good day, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Christ almighty. Yeah, yeah I think Paul wants to be done. It's I gotta fine. Get, I got to get my shit ready for first Friday. Yeah, hour, I got to get, so. get my fucking shit together, too, which really means I just but need I'm to But I'm not going to work. work it. This, uh, oh, I'm not going to work it. You're not going to work Let it? Let me work it. You're going to so, put your thing down, flip it in reverse? I'm not gonna, no, Please don't do any of those things. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to work it. I'm going to bar my canopy. I'm going to go and watch Tasha and who's the guy? David. David. Tasha and David. That's right. Which, you know. Uh, be. Uh, what time does that start? I'm, we're not going to talk about it on the podcast. Because it's, it's going like, to be a past. Yeah, it's going to be past. It's going to be like two weeks ago. You're right. Sorry. Two, it'll be two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, that's it. you got anything else, Paul? No. I have me either. All right. I think I'm good. I got a headache. I got to stop doing something about that. I got to take a pill. I should do that. All right. All right. Stay classy, folks. Okay. Bye. Bye.